What's up, Conroe? Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. You are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah, this is Corey DLG, with me as usual is little brother Nico. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on? What the oddly aggressive intro here. That's right. We're kicking it into FU mode. That's right. We're, we're, we're talking tough today. I'm, I'm um, ill-prepared and soft-spoken. <laughs> yeah, you were that all right? We're, we're talking hard today. Um, so, what's it's going getting, on, buddy? It's getting more awkward the longer this goes on. Yeah, we're just moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how's the weather? How, how are you? Uh, I am incredibly sore today because I got in a car accident over the weekend. Yeah, I heard you had a fun time with the old uh, explosion police. Yeah, man. Put the uh, Dodge Avenger through its final paces, and much like Steve Rogers, I think it's retired. I think, I think he's really been through a lot. The, listen, it's a soldier, no doubt. The Avenger served with dignity for a good six years. Uh, I'm starting to realize I don't like. I don't think I'm a bad driver, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. I've yet to own a car more than six years. Uh, I feel like that's true for most people, though. Outside of know. like, I'd like to see the data on that because I would like to feel better about myself. I, man, like the stories I hear about some people, where it's like, how do they not just take your driver's license? Right. Well, and like, I think the the one I, the one that always freaks me out is uh, there's a there's a buddy I have. He has a coworker who's wrecked eight cars. Holy smokes! And they're and they're person... like they're in like their twenties, and it's like. That person has like a horseshoe just wedged somewhere deep inside of them. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, how have you not been dropped from your insurance company? Right. Either that or your claims like four grand a month. So for me, it was most expensive when right before I exploded my Chevy Aveo and, and went to the hospital and had to get rebuilt. Uh, like two months before that, I had gotten in a fender bender sitting in traffic. I rear-ended some lady just sitting there for an hour, bored out of my mind. I honestly, like in hindsight, I think maybe I just did it just to just to feel something. Like, like we were, <laughs> just we were the saddest reason ever. You're just like eyes glaze over, and you're like, I'm just gonna hit him. I'm just gonna hit him. Hit him. I guess I can't say that. <laughs> uh, you have to beat me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna hit him. I, I didn't really think that. I don't want someone to listen to this and think that. Uh, but I just, I just bumped this lady in front of me, and she went through the insurance. She had like a like a stiff neck or something. And so she went to a chiropractor and you know, that's fine. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, but because that was on there, then when I blew up the Aveo with my terrible car accident, when I came back to driving like a year later, um, like seven months later, eight months later, when I came back to driving, my insurance had two accidents of my fault on the record, plus like a speeding ticket. So like my insurance for the first six months was something like $280. Like, it was almost as much as my car payment. I was basically paying double to drive. Yeah. And there were definitely moments where I was like, maybe I'll just sell it all. Like, can I just give this car back? Like, maybe I don't want it. Like, $280. What are we talking about? Right. And then things started falling off and falling off. And I was like, yes. And then literally right before um, <laughs> right before everything fell off and my driving record was clean, I got in, like, another fender bender. I was like, cool, cool, cool. But then it's been it's been uh, years since I've had an accident that I actually put on my insurance and like a real issue that I had to deal with. So I guess I was due. 
Um, but yeah, man, like I am sore today. At first, after seeing, I really thought like my foot broke, but it's swollen and bruised, and like it's like gross, weird bruised. It's like uh, <laughs> the toes are bruised right where they touch the foot. It's, it looks hairy, but that's all bruising. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> um, so, uh, interruption just because I wanted to Google this. Uh, it is right around six years. You're exactly average. That makes me feel a lot better about the whole thing. Then. Okay. All right. Good. Because, like, I started thinking about that last night, and I was like, man, I really like... Two through cars. Yeah, like, am I am I the bad guy? Like... But six years, I mean, that's... Okay, Okay. there you go. All right, that makes me happy. Yeah, that's the average length of car ownership. And that's the... I was just shy of six years with the Avenger. Five and a half. There you go. It's like it's it's like some weird specific amount of months. It's like... No, wait, months. it's... Are we in... No, wait, no, we're in 2021. I, I forgot about... I'm two months over six six years. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Ooh. Um, you are in fact, sir, on the bell curve. I am literally average. You're welcome, ladies. Um, <laughs> so, yet again, uh, being above average and being awesome, we we did something on last week's show that nobody else had done. We covered uh, the tiger story. The tiger story. We tapped it yet again, Corey DLG the great prognosticator that I am, I correctly tapped into the pop culture zeitgeist and predicted another story that this, that would become a fascination. Um, and uh, we were dead on it, the tigers. So originally, remember when we were talking, there was a tiger wandering around a neighborhood. Uh, an off-duty deputy, it turns out, is who the guy with the gun was. Literally is in his front yard yelling, like, are you kidding me? A tiger? What's going on here? And the guy who came out and grabbed it, he said he worked at his zoo. Remember, that's we even talked about that a little bit. And, right. he, and he walked the tiger back into the house. Well, that deputy called the police. I mean, fair. This man literally dragged a tiger into his home. You have no idea. Well, I can okay, say so I work for the zoo. It turns out, in this, this is stupid, by the way. It turns out in the city of Houston, it's a misdemeanor to own a tiger. It's a ticket. It's a $500 fine. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, now, granted, there's a federal Endangered Species Act that's against the law to traffic in these animals. But once you have it in your possession, like I talked about last time, they would have to go back and prove how you acquired it. So you'd have to tattle on yourself a little bit, or they would have to know something about your tiger in particular. Um, and so this guy, though, wisely decided to leave the house so as the police were pulling up a truck passes them driven by this guy with a tiger in the back seat looking out the window <laughs> and the police were like um i think that was our tiger i think i think that was your guys but they didn't they didn't chase it or anything he showed up later get this he's under suspicion and i and i read two different ways this so i don't want to get it wrong Allegedly, he's accused of murdering someone else, but that has not gone to trial yet. Whoa. So this guy who may or may not be accused of murder had a tiger in his home. Um, or definitely is accused, may or may not have murdered someone. Has a tiger in his home. Um, he drove off, with the t- and when he came back, the tiger was gone. And the police were like, where's the tiger? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Where's the tiger? That's crazy. 
And they were like, well, you left with it, so what'd you do? And he's like, yeah, I mean, that's weird how I don't have a tiger now. Like, I used to have a tiger. I don't know where it went. And they were like, you you left with it. And he's like, yeah, that was crazy. It was in my car and stuff, and I don't know where it is now. <laughs> His lawyer made a statement There was like, just like many other incorrect assumptions they're making about my client currently, they also believe that he knows the whereabouts of India, the tiger. He definitely does not and has been cooperating with the authorities at all times. And no one followed him? <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess they were like, do you think there's two tigers? You want to check yeah, the what, tiger what, what, what are the police doing? Like, this is the this is another example of lazy policing. Of <laughs> hey, there's someone that's called a tiger. The guy definitely drove off with a tiger. You don't think that someone that you call or get someone rushes to their vehicle and be like, follow this man. This, this is a tiger. <laughs> we have to yeah, know where like, to go. Did he drive through a roadblock? Like, but they the witnesses saw him driving, and they said that the police saw him driving off with a tiger. So, like. Right. Where's the where's the <laughs> This does make me feel like we could get away with more stuff than we do. Like I could push the envelope further these days. Again, going back to like uh what was it called? The the heist or the art heist? Oh yeah. Where they they they, they, they the, catch the... <laughs> they catch this guy on drugs uh, drug selling charges cuz he wanted to buy some of his own prescription for like $100. Right. right. They just literally did the laziest drug buy ever on that guy. And they still never found the paintings, so <laughs> so it was worthless. <laughs> yeah. But they definitely went hard at this guy. And then they and then the documentary that was doing it, you're talking about the uh greatest art heist documentary yeah. and how they still haven't tracked down the paintings from that actual heist. Unless it was at the I didn't I fell asleep every time I tried to watch like the documentary was interesting, but then it would drag too long. It's like six hours. Um, yeah, is it one of those like multi part ones? I saw. Yeah, because like they would then be like, and then Thomas Jones stepped in, and then it'd be like credits, and then the next episode would be like Thomas Jones started out as a low level thug in the in the Maserati family, and then you're like, well, what's going on here? Like, what? If you if you want if you want a, that version done well, just watch the pharmacist. That that thing slapped. That thing was great. I love the pharmacist, but the pharmacist really kind of broke my heart a little bit because that dad, like, how many no, it's times? Super, did he, it's super sad. <laughs> but like, how many times did he did he literally like break the criminal justice system to get justice for his family? Like over and over and over. he he found the murderer on his own, and then he went after the oxycotton people. And like, man, that guy, that dad was crazy. Um, That's dedication, man. That, what was that called? The Pharmacist. That's yeah. one everyone should always check out. So anyway, dude just drives off with the tiger. And um, now, I, here's what I think happened. Um, I think somebody gave up where the tiger was. I think they got to somebody. The police did. Now, Houston Animal Control has announced that the tiger is in custody. Um, they've, they've found him. The tiger is safe. But he was missing all week. Like, this was – we went to air Monday during the day – and Monday morning, the story rebroke with the new details that the guy drove off before the cops got there. Um, and all week, the tiger was missing. And this weekend, the tiger was found. Um, and uh, no one has said where it was found. It is now on its way to a tiger resort. And it is safe. And it is, and it is alive and well. And, it's, and it's, it was well kept. So, A, he wasn't from the zoo. B, he could possibly definitely is accused of murder. He drove off with a tiger that was gone for a whole week. 
basically everyone was looking for this thing for a week. How? How do you do anything anymore? It's weird, right? Like, you gotta think, like, okay. Like, I get nervous when there's a cop at a stop sign. Like, what? <laughs> like, clearly I have nothing to worry about. I mean, is there a tiger in the backseat of your car? Right. right. Like, these are the real questions. I'll, I'll be I'll be bigger honest. I think it's more the cops, like, cops saw a tiger in the car and it didn't click for whatever reason. Like, they drove by and they're like, there's a tiger. I'm pulling up on our call. What are we doing here? There's a what? Oh, I passed that guy, like, three blocks out. Yeah, yeah, but even like all that I'm so impressed that no one, no one was like, "Yeah, let's let's follow the guy." I guarantee you, the first cop we saw just rolled their eyes and went, "Man, Houston," you know what I mean? Like just effing Houston. Like is, it's just is that, always us. Is that is that really what we've come to? Are we this much of a of of a pit? <laughs> it's we're not Florida, but we're kind of Florida esque in the sense that like. We can do some unbelievable stuff. You know what I mean? Like we can, we can do some unbelievable things. And so, to me, this tiger might be the most dangerous thing on the planet. <laughs> well, tigers aren't cute and cuddly. I saw some footage the other day. This guy is like he runs some sort of animal sanctuary, and it's all big cats. Mm-hmm. And he's out there, and he's like touching them and playing with them, like talking about them on the camera. And there's a tiger laying behind him by uh, like 15 yards. And you see in the very far distance, a jaguar start like circling yep. and like getting anxious because he sees the guy and starts running towards the camera and the crew and all that. And the guy, but he's in the background of the shot. Okay. The tiger literally gets up and swats the jaguar one time. The jaguar just runs off. Like, no, nah, never mind. It's fine. No, no, no. Tiger said, don't hurt him. I guess I won't hurt him. Right. And then the tiger walked over, the guy patted her and was like, Yeah, this is my friend. Like, tell me that's not the craziest thing. I don't understand. But I don't understand people in big cats. Like, once you, I mean, you're talking about something 600, 700 pounds, but it can literally just. The one like, lady who loses the arm in the Tiger King documentary, like, are you kidding me? Like, forget it. Yeah. Loses her hand, all kinds of people. Like, I've heard all kinds of stories, like, this, like, giant cat the big cat trainers and it's like yep and then the and then the cat swatted at their neck and they died right yeah it doesn't take much we are because fragile creatures in their eyes that's for sure it is so true i mean that's how regular cats feel about us i mean i don't like cats i'm just I, not a cat person i'm not a cat person either you had some cats for a minute we did and we got we we gave them away because As we couldn't family, handle we got it. rid of them we, we had a family meeting and we said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> they literally destroyed our walls. So weird. Cats they are just would, terrible. They would run up the walls to sit on top of the cabinets because they looked down on us. That's literally what that means, by the way. You know, if they sit over you, it's because they think they're better than you? Yeah. Shoot them with a water bottle. I don't, and do what? Get our cabinets wet? I mean, listen, there's no good plans here. Once you put a cat in the house... You've basically ruined your house. Yeah, that's another thing. Cats are, like, weirdly gross. <laughs> but, like, they self-clean and they take care of themselves and, like, they, they're, they're very tidy, but they are incredibly gross in, in other ways. Yeah, no, they're super, like, at least with dogs, like, the most you have to deal with is, like, shedding or, like... If no, that's not the... true. That's not true, sadly. 
Oh, you that's, that's it for my dogs, because my dogs are clearly better than all other dogs. It, so, my mom has always loved these little, these tiny, long-haired dogs, right? I uh, see. That's, uh, that was mistake number one. And one of them, I don't know, a nice way to say this on the radio. But she, here lately, I'm going to say in the past ten years, mom has gotten pretty lax in her grooming habits for the dogs. She doesn't take them to the groomers as much as she should, frankly. Frankly. Right. Uh, so, she, their hair gets too long. Yeah. Well, the little guy's hair got so long that it kind of covered his butthole. Ooh, gross. And so he went to go to the restroom and like it, it tangled up in the hair and then it, it, it backed it up. It closed it up on him. Truly a tragedy. So one time I'm watching him and he's out there acting like he's got to go and he's doing his whole routine and taking the dog squat and all that and nothing's happening though. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't see anything come out. Like, that's not good. Uh, and then, so then I do a little investigating and sure enough, like, it's like he's corked. That's gross. It was so gross. And I had to clean it. Like, cause I, I, you can't like little guy had, you know, just trying to have a movement and he couldn't do it. Like, see, take care of your dogs. That's that's really the moral of the story. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. It really wasn't. But like a cat wouldn't have that problem because like it would just, it would run off if something was wrong. I guess that's fair. That's the only thing about cats that I totally respect is like when they're broke, they just leave. And they're like, well, obviously I can't stay here because now I'm not working right. See you guys later. And like, Has a cat been hiding for three weeks? Like, what's what just happened? He's gone. Never to be seen again. He stubbed a toe. And now he's he'll come back when he's ready. He's gone to find his real family. <laughs> Bye. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um... So there's been a lot going on in pop culture. We're, we got a lot coming up. We got a lot of interesting things happening. Uh, the brand new HBO show, uh, HBO movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead, debuted this weekend. Uh, I didn't get to check it out yet. Angelina Jolie is a park like rescue ranger. You know, the ones that like live in the parks by themselves. Yeah, the, the real weird guy. The ones who like they stay in like, the super tall cabins and whatnot. Yeah, so they don't get attacked by bears, another dangerous animal. Good lord. Anyway, essentially, it looks like the mob is trying to kill a witness, and the witness is a little kid, and somehow these two people cross paths. This is the plot of the movie, it looks like. Um, I'm interested because I'm seeing that movies that are going to be coming out in the next month or so are saying that they're going to be debuting in theaters and on HBO Max. But this one, it, I think, just debuted HBO Max. So, is there some sort of milestone or number that I didn't know about that we're getting close to that where movie theaters are like, when we get to this point, like, we're in? Uh, most of the movie theaters around these parts of town have been open for a while. Well, um, what are they airing? I mean, what whatever's out. I know the, the, the anime movie, the Demon Slayer Mugen Train, that anime movie, it's been out for like three weeks. Uh, that was the was that was that not the number one movie at the box office? Uh, it was. It it still completely slams. Yeah, it is. That's which is which is crazy because there? usually anime movies when they when they air in America usually only go for like a weekend. Like if you miss it that weekend, you'll never see it again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, um, what's the name of that company that does like special airings of stuff in movie theaters where they'll be like, if you come Fathom, on Tuesday, or something what like is that? Fathom. What is it? 
Fat, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Fathom a lot of times will be like, hey, we're going to air Death Note on Tuesday the 30th for, like, a special event. Yeah. You're like, oh, that'll be cool. But they're also you... the same ones who do, like, operas and ballets and... Um, yeah, I saw... I saw... Movies. I saw the killing joke through that. Yeah. That was, that was like, the worst $30 I ever spent. Yeah, man, Fathom's not cheap either, but that's sort of... It's like a specialty whole thing. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess something else is out right now, so hey, man, if you're anime, scoop it up. This is probably the most money an anime movie's ever made. Uh, it is. It's it's the number one movie, and it, it's been the number one movie in Japan for a while. Like, that. like ever, when I say number one, like anything. You're talking about like, like total earnings type thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it? Like, this is the... Listen, it's not a mistake that I'm making comic books right now. Like, this is the time right now where people are not necessarily able to go and, and do everything they would want to do, so they're kind of looking for any form of entertainment. I mean, look at look at the explosion of card games. True. I was the nerd until just now. I was the outsider, and now I'm the king of the nerds. And like three more months from now, you'll be the outsider again, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, things ebb and flow. It's fine. <laughs> this is your peak for life. It's okay. It's okay. I like all the I like all the wrong ones because everyone's on like Pokemon and like sports cards. I'm like I do all the other ones. <laughs> oh, have you seen this? This was crazy. Target is done. Target is done with sports cards and Pokemon. They're yep, still gonna yep. do Magic, but they are getting out of the others. And the reason they gave is for safety of their cashiers. Yeah, I mean, have you have you seen some of the videos that like have been going on? No, not to the point where I understand, like, I, I have no concept of why it's unsafe to buy a sports card, but I love the idea that it is. It's like, it's like people are like showing up at like 7 a.m. to line up in front of targets just to see if they can buy like booster packs of sports cards and Pokemon cards. But isn't there a limit on what they can even buy? Like, yeah, but like, if they want like the best selection or whatever. So like oh, they want first dibs or whatever. Yeah. Or, okay, they want whatever they want the the best product, whatever's there. And so it's turning unsafe for the target cashiers. I assume so, because I know why. I know why Walmart stopped doing it is that they lost tons of money because of theft. Theft. You know what though? Let me let me just say this. Um, let me be careful. How, no, you know what? I'm not even going to be careful. How I say. It. Let me just say this. Let me be very very honest here. Walmart a long time ago gave up the idea that they are concerned about theft as a number against the bottom line because all of the data shows that like the expansion of the self checkout mm -hmm. um, stores that institute self checkout they see an uptick in shoplifting like by just by the installation of the self checkout once the self checkout is there your shoplifting will increase by something like 8 to 12%. Yeah, because people put stuff in their cart, not scan it, throw it in the well, bag. Well, no, because what they found is, through their data, like, you know, they, they stop people, they talk to people. The reality is, it, it, it gets chalked up to customer frustration. Yeah, if something doesn't scan. Or... Yeah, I tried, to, I tried to buy zucchini because I'm eating healthy. I typed it in your number. I typed in the zucchini number. Nothing came up. Nothing would come up. The associates weren't around, so I just said, you know what, I'm taking this $2 worth of zucchini. And, like, that's what happens. People, 
get frustrated. They stand there. They they get annoyed. Um, so while it's unfortunate that people are stealing cards from Walmart, Walmart as a business model, first of all, they don't pay for anything up front. They they still work on the credit system. They pay for what sells, and they send you back what doesn't. Um, yeah. So it was also because of. Uh, so it was not only that people opening packs in the bathroom, classic. <laughs> people just opening the packs there and just taking the rares and putting the rest of it back. Um, but also, uh, what happened, and this is like a big problem they had with uh, Magic's particularly. So they had a, um, they have a booster called a, a collector's booster, where it's all foil, but it's you know it's like five times as expensive. It's like twenty five dollars versus four dollars. But they use the wrong UPC code on it. Right, so they'd yeah. scan and you know buy twenty four regular magic packs, but really it's you know a one regular magic pack and twenty three collectors packs, so they end up losing like tons like hundreds of dollars and like that's I mean first of all, you know nerds, let's be better, let's be better, but I mean there's always look card games just like any business has scummy people this this is nothing new. To and pretty much any industry, you're always going to get good people and you're going to get bad people. It's just, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. Not every person you meet is going to be great, but you know, be a part of the community you want to be a part of. Be a good person, <laughs> right? And, and then the other part of it is though, once money's involved, and these sports cards are, are an industry now. I mean, just look at what Adventure Begins is doing and, and what they want to do in the future with their cards. They're talking about the sports cards as is a. Uh, I wanted, I almost called it a bubble. I don't know. I think it is a bubble, but I don't know how long of it we have. I don't know where we are in the cycle for it. I think there's a lot of money still to be put into and taken out of the sports card market. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a bubble per se. I think it. What will happen is it'll naturally like it'll contract a bit. Like it, like it's hitting this massive explosion via like hype and things. But when people start having to sell a ton of the stuff that they put in because they just can't stay in the game. Because that's what always happens in a bunch of things. Is like people dump money into it because they're like, "Oh, look at all these people making so much money," but then it comes a time where it, the money stops, the cash machine slows down a little bit, and you're stuck with a bunch of product you can't move. Right, and more importantly than that, the the, I mean, which, but this is, this isn't the first time the sports card market has existed. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a generational thing. It is. It this has existed two other times in massive numbers. Well, of great value. You remember there was a time when somebody was like, "Oh, a Babe Ruth rookie card is worth thousands of dollars," and then it, it it went away. And then there was a time when I was a kid where all of these cards were worth money again, and then it all went away again. And now it's all back. And uh, you know what? Now that we're talking about it, I do want to say this. I used to work at CarMax with a kid named Tommy. Tommy used to go out and find and track down the cards of good players as they were like happening in the league so he mm-hmm. would have like 15 brett Favre rookie cards stuff like that he'd always do that always and he used to always talk about how he has them like stashed away he's got a safe put in his house that he keeps them in like he right now has got to be sitting on a gold mine right but everyone else like it's just it they move it it moved on and they moved on right just like any, just like a lot of hobbies where people will come and go and 
things will grow and shrink. Yeah. It's just there the flow a, of a, time. There was an article about a guy who had, like, the most well-known Spider-Man collection of all time. Like, mm-hmm. anything Spider-Man was in, even, he had. Uh, and recently, he was retiring from everything. And he was, you know, he's in his 70s or whatever now. And was selling it. Yeah. And so... I mean, you know, there's, there's always going to be someone where, like, they're a true collector. Like, like those people that, like, like for me, like, the, the big people would be, like, the in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, the people who kept, like, the 2002 structure decks, like, the original ones, like, sealed. Oh, like, yeah. Like, those things are hundreds, if not a thousand dollars by now. Just because, you know, like, every, every, you know... 10 year old crack those open in 2002 like the fact that it's even you know, it's 20 years old like completely still unopened is insane <laughs> yeah and what are people like i've seen people doing that where they're opening now like those like original pokemon booster packs and stuff like that like well, that's why those will, those things will never go down because it's like there was already so few that were unopened to begin with and now there's even less <laughs> oh man that's so crazy my, um... my thing is about, about those is that like the people that keep opening it, it's like you'll never, you'll never open a box that's worth more than the box. Oh, like there's not, there's not a card in the box that's worth more than the whole box. Right. Like wow. outside of the one Charizard, which I think is going to, it's not going to go down, but like, if you don't get it, you're you're completely destroying all the value it had. But I mean, that's sort of the whole speculative market, right? Like maybe there's a Charizard in there. Yeah. Maybe maybe I pull the to quote Gary V million dollar card. Which, uh, again, I, I do not think so, but you know whatever. Prove me wrong. Gary v. I'm kind of out of love of Gary V right now. <laughs> like some of the things like he says, and you're like, yeah, I get it totally. And then some things he says, and you're like, what? No. <laughs> well, like he's moved really hard into his very own space, like his own social communities and all that, which is fine. Except like, I don't want to. I'm not going to get involved in that. Like, I'm not going to follow the Gary V community. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a it's a bunch of people trying all the same things that work for him. Which again, if you're like, may work for you, may not. Like, depends. Honestly, it's a lot of windfall. Like me, I'm I'm at this point like a a guaranteed mint card seller. Like that's what I do. Like most of my free time. Listen to you. Listen to you, you little entrepreneur. Like I sell, I, I I organize. It's literally the only thing I do that makes me money. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, before we jump out to a break, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody about Comic Conroe. I just want to remind everybody, this convention is going to be big. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be right here in Conroe, July 23rd through the 25th. Yeah, um, that's right. It's going to be at the Lone Star Convention Center. They just announced this weekend on Facebook. Uh... David Angelo Roman, who is the Rick and Morty cover artist. And, yeah, man. And he does the Cryptozoic trading cards. He also is an artist for Steven Universe, Star Wars, Walking Dead. And under Cryptozoic Tops and Upper Deck, he does Marvel cards as well. Oh. So this is definitely an exciting guy. If you like Rick and Morty, if you like what Rick and Morty's done in the comic books, where they've done like the Dungeons and Dragons crossovers and stuff like that, uh, he is the artist behind that. He really captures the Rick and Morty energy and the spirit when he does his art there. So that's already that's another announcement. On top of that, just to reiterate, they did announce Sub Zero and Scorpion from the old iteration of Mortal Kombat. 
They also have, of course, Mustafa Musa, who's like your your stamp on a good convention. That's how you know, like Mustafa's he, at he's at like he, forty conventions a year. He's always there. He's always there. So if he's there, you know it's going to be a good one. Kevin Sorbo right now is the big headlining guest, uh, and they got a lot of people. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be absolutely exciting. Uh, I saw ticket prices finally last week. I wasn't sure what they were. It's thirty five dollars to get in. Kids eight and under are free with an adult ticket. Um, so make sure you check it out. It's going to be July 23rd to the 25th. It's slowly sneaking up on us. Um, I haven't heard what the ticket counts are yet, and like how many they can sell before they start worrying about capacity and things of that nature. I would say go ahead and start getting your tickets now uh, just because there's a good chance it's going to be pretty popular. We were out in, what, Dayton, Texas two weeks ago? Yeah, there was, was, like, was a good sm- amount of people for literally for, like two rooms. For a first-time free convention very small we were we were there and we were busy in the middle of dayton texas <laughs> middle of dayton texas for five or six hours it was a good time yeah we were there for quite a while um i would say let's go ahead and start buying the tickets uh slowly the attention is building on this as we get closer and closer july 23rd to the 25th comic conroe don't forget about it keep it on your calendar go ahead and circle it now we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just reminding you, that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovitz, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, go to Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, that's where the magic happens. Nico's got a uh, a a Western-themed musical he's going to be performing in the next week or two. Right there, he's going to live stream it. Uh, several dance numbers. He's been working with horses. Uh, we're all very excited. Um, this is a great bit. I'm glad I'm glad you came up with it because it's actually your Western performance. Uh, no, no. I, I, I produced it. You are the star. Oh, it's not this what my contract chance, says. It's not what my contract says. This is your this is your Eminem Eight Mile Mom Spaghetti. You got this. Uh, I'm gonna have to call my lawyer. Um, <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Um, we give my representation. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I, taking any questions at this time. Um, I'll, you'll speak to one of my representatives. Uh, thank you. I, I don't work with big animals. <laughs> and horses are weird, dude. I don't trust horses. I I don't. What did Mrs. Doubtfire used to say? I don't work with the boys because they used to be one. Yeah, I don't know. Horses are weird, man. Horses, um... Like, I don't take personal offense, but, like... I do. Uh, Everything's an insult to me. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard stance to take, but one that is, in fact, reasonable. 
As a person who talks to me almost every day, you know for a fact that almost everything is a personal slight against me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even my own existence is a personal slight against you. <laughs> Listen, number five. Number four. Sorry. <laughs> what was the fifth one? There's a secret sibling you don't know about. Are they older or younger than me? <laughs> that would bother the secret, wouldn't it? I guess that's a fair point. <laughs> not how we operate um so if you go into comic shops this week there's a lot on the shelves that's exciting i wanted to kind of talk about this because this is uh, marvel is doing something that they they do with great success and they do with some regularity uh they're launching their heroes reborn crossover event yeah crossovers um this these are the ones i like though this is the this is the big dumb goofy ones because those are my favorites um, this is in the vein of Age of Apocalypse. Okay, where like it's like a whole universe and like everything's different. Oh, right. So nice. In Age of Apocalypse, Bishop is your point of view character. Where through Bishop, you realize, oh man, the world is totally different. Um, and then you meet Magneto's X Men, and then you find out Apocalypse is taking over America, and it's awful and it's the worst. In this storyline, Blade is your point of view character. He's the newest <laughs> Avenger. And through him, you realize that in the world they are now in, the Avengers never existed. And uh, the Squadron Supreme are basically the the Avengers of this world, the Justice League of this world. They are in charge. They are the good guys of this world. So like Darkhawk? Darkhawk. No, 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 no. Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Yeah, the Batman knockoff. Uh, Yeah. Hyperion, the super the Superman knockoff, Power Princess, Doctor Spectrum, things like that. Uh, the Wiz or Wizard or whatever he's called. Um, yeah, the, the literal Justice League knockoff. Correct. But they've always been featured in different ways as like a counterpart to the Avengers, where obviously they were the the Justice League analog, but they've never been featured in a main story like this. And some of the characters have bled over into. Um, you know, main stories for long. Hyperion was a longtime member of the Avengers during like the Avengers World storylines. Um, when like everyone on the planet was an Avenger, basically. Uh, but so this storyline basically creates an alternate world that shows you like what if, um, the Avengers almost never existed essentially. So like one thing that's really cool about it is the champions, who are the young teenage superheroes of current Marvel. And this version of the of the universe, and this reality, they are uh, sidekicks to the Squadron Supreme. So like yeah. they're they're the Falcon, they're the uh, I'm blanking on what the other ones want to be. One of them was like a, a doctor, another version of Doctor Spectrum. One of them was uh, like Power Princess or Captain Princess or something like that. Um. So yeah, it was it was interesting to watch like some of the different ideas, and the. The X-Men iteration of it, um, oh, man, what was the name of it? Man, Magneto had like this random team. Back when Magneto was just a villain and he didn't have really a story story yet, um, he had a group of, of villains that he was working with. It was called like the Power Force or something like that, okay? Like the most generic name ever. <laughs> yeah, it was very like late 60s, early 70s comic book, okay? We're um, called the bad guy. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Back when you could use evil and no one would question it. Like nowadays, people would be like, why would you call yourself evil? Like, 
<laughs> yeah, the Brotherhood uh, of Evil Mutants. Why are they called evil? Why aren't they just called what? the Brotherhood of Mutants? They could just be the Brotherhood. They don't have to be evil. Like right. evil is perspective. When so he they were like the power force or something like that. And so the this squad. Yeah, like picks up from there where it's like that Magneto with that team of characters. They they decide to make a comeback mission uh, to rescue. I think to even re- I think it's rescuing Charles Xavier as a matter of fact. Um, you know, because they're still homies. They've always been friends, even through the hard times. But Sometimes of... I don't believe that, but you know it's fine. It's a, I don't yeah, I don't know, man. Like uh, yeah, I guess I guess if anyone you're going to be friends with the guy that can read your mind, like <laughs> like you never have a miscommunication thing. Like, There'd be no like... point in not being friends with them because like. You're not gonna lie to him, like. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Imagine like they get into a fight, right? He just puts the helmet on. He's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Magneto out. Bonk. Xavier's <laughs> like, it's kind of a D move, man. Look, I'm just trying to organize this. Yeah. Look, don't read my mind. Then don't read my mind. Um. So I'm excited about that. I think it's gonna be big. Also, the second wave of the X-Men books are coming out. X-Core and Wave of X. Way of X. I was going to say, oh god, new Wave of X could just call the Way of X. Yeah. So, Way of X, it looks like it's Nightcrawler kind of investigating like the religious parameters you of like Krakoa. Night- like, what? Like, do like Nightcrawler. And he hasn't really been featured yet in, in like a prominent role. Which is uh, weird because he's literally one of like, like my opinion, one of the stronger X Men that you could have on like a, any kind of mission. He's one of the most important because of a lot of like, first of all, his dynamics, right? Like he is really close. He came in in Giant Size X Men, which was that wave of X Men that we all know: the Colossus, yeah. Storm, Wolverine, Banshee, Nightcrawler, like that wave of Thunderbird. That wave of of X Men is the important wave. Sunfire. They're even doing callbacks to that era still today. So the giant size X-Men was a big deal. Um, his relationships with these characters over time, you know, he's 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 an important person, but they've sort of binged him on purpose. Um, during the way of during the X of Swords event, um, it was decided that anyone who tried to unilaterally intervene in the in the Krakoa Otherworld sword fight tournament would be banned from the Quiet Council. So Cyclops and Jean Grey, they leave to form the X-Men, to reform the X-Men, and Nightcrawler's like, okay, I'm going with you. And they both said, no, no, you need to stay. The Quiet Council needs your morality more than the X-Men need a teleporter. Um, and so he's, I mean, tactically, I mean, it it did make sense, especially considering with Cyclops and Jean Grey leaving, um, you know, there are some questionable folks on that panel, uh, you know, at, at this point. So now that Apocalypse is gone and Cyclops and Jean Grey are gone, it's still Emma Frost. It's still Mystique. It's still Sinister. It's still Exodus. Uh, Apocalypse is on there. Well, no, he's gone. He's, he's, he's on the other Island right now. So Magneto is still there, depending on, you know, what day of the week it is. Um, so, like, <laughs> this, this council's like 80% bad guys is what you're getting. Sebastian Shaw. I mean, there there's some, there are some uh, villains on this council, and it does, it, it, it makes it important to balance it out with morality. 
Xavier, Nightcrawler, Kitty Pride, um, sometimes Magneto, depending on how he feels. Magneto's just a coin toss. He's he's your he's your wild pick. He really kind of is. And Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Apocalypse were all serving together on that one bench, and now they're all gone. So they're gonna have to get replaced at some point. Um, but that that end result of all of that, you know, Nightcrawler has sort of been on the wayside, and now mutants are immortal. And so, sort of, in a way. And so, are we, you know, what does that mean for him religiously? You know, here's a guy who believed in heaven, and now he'll never see it. Right, because he's going to keep getting reborn. Right. Um, And then X-Core is sort of about the business of making something like Krakoa work. Angel and and Monette, St. Croix, are going to be involved in that. Um. It's really the first time that they've dealt with Angel on this and situation. I've seen him drawn both as Archangel and as Angel. I'm curious to see how they're going to define that dynamic. Like, what, which two characters is he? Is he Angel or is he Archangel or does he flip? How does it work? Like, is there a switch? Is there both? Or are we just going to get the panel of him, like, cut halfway down the middle? I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that. And uh, M has the same dynamic where she turns into Penance. So, I'm sure with both characters, there's going to be a lot of that like dual nature of their identities is going to be kind of played into that series. Are they monsters or are they people? Right, and you know that's a, that's the classic mutant, you know. It dilemma. is sort of, and it kind of makes the whole mutant conversation unfair, right? Like because mutants are supposed to be an allegory for uh, black, gay, LGBTQ, all of that stuff, right? So. If it's supposed to be an allegory for that, is it also fair to sometimes point them as the monster and the man? Like, well, I think I think it's just supposed to exemplify differences and how like sometimes it's really subtle and you'd never know, and other times it's really obvious. Maybe, and that might be a good, a good way to look at it. I always think it might be a little, uh, maybe a little bit too on the nose there. <laughs> yeah, a little too on the nose. Like, like literally, Archangel is one of the deadliest X Men ever. Like. When they do Uncanny X-Force and he fights other guys, like, he's a bad, bad man. Um, yeah, with his with, blade wings. Yeah, with his razor-sharp blade wings, he can do some damage. Um, and then Manette, and when she turns into Penance, it's the same concept. Diamond-sharp skin. I mean, yeah. I thought di- diamonds aren't sharp, though. They're just hard. I think it's sharp enough to cut diamonds or something like that. That There's makes always... more sense. It was always defined as something to do with diamonds and sharpness, and so you're always like, oh, yeah, because you can you can cut diamonds, you you can't like shatter one though. You can't. I can do whatever I want. I mean, like, look, <laughs> it's not a personal attack. Oh wait, everything's a personal attack, Nico. Keep up. Look, if you tell me I can't shatter diamonds, the first thing I'm doing is beating diamonds in a back alley. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talking about a person, just like break them over your knee. <laughs> I mean, not right now because I'm super sore, but like next week. Yeah. They're going down. After you've recovered. <laughs> uh, it is unbelievable how sore I am. Like laughing just now. It was like <laughs> the bruises on the inside. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Um. Where are we at? We gotta do we gotta do the other ad right now. Yep. All right. We'll go ahead and do, tell our friends about the adventure begins, comics, games, and more. 
The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open and at full operating hours. Uh, you are going to need a mask if you want to come inside, but they do have uh, they do have delivery and curbside options available if you want to be even more safe. Uh, they have some events rolling back up. Going to make sure the right dates. Yep, Monday, May seventeenth is today. Four to eight p.m. is Miniature Mondays. Hangout, paint minis. Uh, you can ask the in-store associates for access to in-store paint and supplies. Uh, and every uh, every month they have a, a theme uh, painting contest. So if you're interested, just uh, get, uh, get, get some information on that. Uh, Tuesday, May 18th at 545 is the Dragon Ball Super uh, Card Game Sanction Tournament. Uh, so it's, a, it's the Supreme Rivalry pre-release, so it's $25. Uh, and they also do have the regular uh, weekly tournament of $10 if you just want to play that. Wednesday, May 19th at 5 p.m., is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Trade Night and May, uh, Casual Meetup. May 21st at 6 p.m. That's Friday. It's uh, is the Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. Same day, also at 6 p.m., is the Team Yankee and Flames of War Casual Meetup. Saturday, May 22nd at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Meetup. And May 22nd at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. It's Warhammer Tabletop Meetups. Are back in action right there at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. They got all your nerd needs, your comic books, your your board games, your card games, anything you could possibly need, right there at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Right there off of fourteen eighty eight. That's right. Just go right up there to fourteen eighty eight. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. It's clean, well lit, family friendly. Uh, I get my books there. My books are for sale there. Um, got another book coming out here very very soon. Here in the next, I'm honestly hoping next week to have it on shelves in the mail and out to readers i'm, I'm excited about that Woo. i know and then ready to move on to the next project um it never stops uh how much time do we got here nico uh like i don't know like a minute or two. <laughs> oh, okay all right um i saw a rumor that i don't know and i kind of want to exit on it just ponder this someone has posited the theory that the story of Ray Skywalker will continue in the Mandalorian. Hmm. Now, I think there's some time issues with that. The Mandalorian would have to get much older. Yeah, like, the only thing I could possibly see is maybe, like, she meets up with old baby Yoda Grogu. Like, when he's older? Yeah. Well, not even when he's older, like, He'd probably, if he's a baby now, it means he'd be like a kid by the time Ray shows up. Really? Okay. And then the trailer for the first Snake Eyes movie came out, and it looks pretty interesting. Snake Eyes is in the GI Joe man. That's right. He's got like a like a Snake Eyes Origins kind of movie. Ooh. And uh, the trailer actually, I like it. I'm looking at some headlines here that call it generic, not a compliment. Um. Wait. What did you expect from Ninja Man? From yeah, G. that's I my Joe. problem, right? Like, other than it being awesome, like, of course, it's it's going to be the same story every other Ninja story is, right? Like, they're not they're not reinventing the wheel; they're telling a Ninja story. Um, right? Yeah, this is this is the origin story of literally the generic Ninja Man from the GI Joe franchise. You know, right? The one about the American soldier people. And then they came up with the idea for him not to speak because they couldn't come up with a story for him when they made right. him. Yeah, he's just like 
Like, maybe it's because his tongue is cut out. Maybe he just doesn't like speaking. Maybe he just hates his own voice and he just decided, eh, talking's overrated. I'm just going to be a ninja. A self-conscious ninja? The ninja with low self-esteem? Right. He was like, like, I hate my voice. I'm just never going to speak again. He he sounds like Mike Tyson? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Man, he's got a documentary that's supposed to be coming out. uh, And the first eight seconds of it, everybody just talking about how he was the baddest man on the planet. And there's no doubt about it. Like, they're like... The reason we called Mike Tyson the baddest man on the planet was at that moment he was the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it because there's no doubt in anyone's mind as they're saying it. And he was a bad, bad man. Um, yeah, he hurts people. That was his job. That was his job. Um, all right. All that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. Check out The Adventure Begins. Make sure to go to Comic Conroe at Facebook. It's literally called Comic Conroe. Okay? Check that on Facebook. Like it. Follow it. Start getting involved in it. Uh, get your tickets soon because I imagine they are going. It's going to be a high capacity event, I believe. Uh, I just saw recently the president announced masks can be off for the fully vaccinated, and it's going to take time for everyone to get there. It's always up to the institutions that we go to. However, that's a really good sign for for July. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's still a couple of months away. Uh, we're almost there. Um, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on the half of the adventure begins in Comic Conroe. Same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Let's beat this thing. My uh, my second shot is May twenty eighth. Uh, when's yours? When you're, when are you getting your next shot? Let's get this thing taken care of, guys. Let's put our money where our mouth is and let's prove that we want to get rid of it and let's get these vaccines going. Uh, so check you guys out on Thursday, nerd. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.